If we were perfect, we wouldn't need accountability. Um, that's my view. Um, accountability is not perfection. I think it's important for everyone to hear that we do look at every single financial statement and every single renewal, um, and we take our jobs very seriously. Well, I think one of the big trends we're seeing is more desire for accountability. <laughs> we're in a very watching world. We're being asked more and more from donors how funds are being used or what's going on. Um, People are really paying attention. They yeah. are. You know, when I think of accountability in my own personal life, it's always about course correction. And you need someone to step alongside and have that hard conversation or, of course, in a loving way. <laughs> it can't be just a hard conversation. It has to be a loving conversation as well. It's really what we've done is it's almost restore some trust between the donor and the ministry at that point. And it's really fun to see when that happens. Well, Jake, welcome to the ECFA podcast. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. And this is what we call behind the seal, where we go behind the scenes with those that uh, we have the opportunity to visit with here on the podcast. I'm especially excited to get to talk with you because you're here on the ECFA team. So we're really going <laughs> behind the seal, if you will. But yeah, tell everyone who's listening just a little bit about your role and then maybe a behind the scenes of God's leading you to this mm. ministry and what really drew you to ECFA. Yeah. Well, Michael, you know, I'm the vice president of member accountability and really just have the opportunity to work with all of our members in one way or another, uh, which is just this unique um just this unique aspect of being able to be here at ECFA. And, you know, we have a great team that I lead and, um, and, and able to work with on a day by day basis. But, uh, really just I, my role really is once someone becomes a member, I, they kind of fall under that accountability role at that point. And so just have the opportunity to work with them there. Um, when I think of what led me here to ECFA, um, you know, I've been able to work with some great organizations uh, in my past and have been here at ECFA, I guess, for almost three years. So coming up close on three years and really just love um, being able to use the skills that God's given me uh, for his purposes. Um, you know, whenever I speak with ministries, um, I consider myself a partner um, mm. with them. And it's just in, and while I'm not doing the frontline ministry with them um, or there and but I do get to get to speak into it uh, and get to hear about it and, and just get to be part of it from behind the scenes. Good. Uh, yeah, I love that you use that word partner with ministries because we're going to talk about accountability yeah. on today's podcast. That's in, in your title. That's in the name of ECFA. So I definitely want to talk about that. Um, but I also want to take this opportunity to just to say thank you for the work that you do. Um, you mentioned the great team here at ECFA. We do have a wonderful team, but you do just a phenomenal job uh, leading that team. And so I want to take this opportunity just to say how much we appreciate you and the work that you do. And yes, God has gifted you with um, just some uh, a, an amazing mind around some of these financial issues and the things that we help our members on. But uh, to Jake, what really comes out is just your heart in all that you do. And so I just want to take that opportunity to say thank you as well. Yeah, thanks, Michael. So yeah, let's transition now. Let's just jump into right. this conversation <laughs> about uh, accountability. Yes, it's in your title. It's also in the name of ECFA. This is a role that we play. Uh, and like you said, it is, we're kind of behind the scenes, if you will, like for a lot of our members as they're out doing direct program work and things, ECFA is this partner behind the scenes through 
accountability and through this relationship. So let's just start with, yeah, what does accountability mean to you? How does that look like? How have you seen it here at ECFA? Yeah. Well, I think, Michael, you hit it. Um, accountability is about relationship. Um, and to me, you can't you can't have accountability unless we have relationships. Uh, and so we work really hard to build those relationships with our members, um, whether that's through, um, it's not always face-to-face, it's not always even on the phone, but whether mm. that's through digital or, or other communication efforts, uh, we do strive to build that relationship. And, you know, to me, accountability, it, it really is, like you said, it's behind the scenes. Um, we're not on the front lines of ministry, and, and we don't want to be. Um, what we want to do is is really empower the ministry to to reach more people um you know all i think of all the ministries that we work with they all have these amazing visions mm. um and and just in uh, this what someone say, like crazy mission <laughs> to yeah. reach people or to 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 translate bibles or whatever that mission may be and we get the opportunity to really empower them through whether that's through resources um or you know through through educational calls uh through this podcast, I guess, as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but just being able to to have those hard conversations at times. You know, accountability is about hard conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, think sometimes we want to be perfect. Um, and if we were perfect, we wouldn't need accountability. Um, that's my view. Um, accountability is not perfection. Accountability is, is recognizing that dependence on God and, and knowing that at some point we're human um, and we're gonna we're gonna mess up, sure. And accountability, what ECFA strives to do is that redemptive approach and to come alongside and say, okay, let's course correct. Um, you know, when I think of accountability in my own personal life, it's always about course correction. Um, mm. There are times whenever you just mess up, and you need someone to step alongside and have that hard conversation, or, of course, in a loving way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can't mm-hmm. be just a hard conversation. It has to be a loving conversation as well, because. Um, that accountability partner really has to love you as well. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we love our ministries and mm-hmm. our, our churches that we work with. Yeah, no, that's so good. Wow, there's a lot that you just shared <laughs> that I think uh, we'll have the opportunity in this conversation to unpack a lot of those thoughts. But I think a real natural starting point too, Jake, would be as you work with, like you said, uh, all the many different ECFA members of sizes, types, uh, different work that they're doing. Uh, at the core, though, they all shared these values. They want to be uh, held accountable, enter into an accountability relationship. I guess tell us from your unique lens, because you talk with so many of them, why do you see organizations come to ECFA even just initially and in wanting mm-hmm. to start this accountability relationship and also continue it? Yeah. Well, I think, Michael, I think they desire to be trusted. Mm-hmm. I think there's just a, a desire for ministries to be above reproach. Um, I think they recognize the importance of their work um, they recognize the importance of handling funds in a God-honoring way. Um, people are giving, people are giving their resources to ministries and churches to use uh, for kingdom purposes, um, and there comes a great responsibility with that. And so I, th- I think organizations they want to enhance trust. Um, they want to do things the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
They don't, you know, and no organization wakes up and is like, I'm going to do the wrong thing today. Mm. Um, <laughs> they want to do the right thing. And they, they, they can do the right thing without accountability, but I think they desire to be held accountable. They want, they want a partner who they can re- lean into to trust, um, but to also, like I said before, that course correction piece um, that, that's willing to just have that conversation mm-hmm. to say, you know, we should look into this a little bit more or, you know, tell me a little bit more about this process. And, you know, from our from our application stage all the way into the accountability stage, whenever they're a member, it's all built on that. It's all built on, again, the building of the relationships, but also just providing resources and sharing the why. Why mm. do we have the standards and mm-hmm. what do the standards, what's it look like in a practical way uh, for ministries to um, adopt the standards and, and to go forward with complying with the standards? Yeah, let's continue along a, kind of a thought along those lines too, which is as I think about accountability, and you mentioned accountability in your personal life mm-hmm. and in different ways that we experience this dynamic of accountability, but really the value of accountability is only there in really the willingness, I guess, kind of of both parties that are involved. Um, but I think especially of a, let's say on our side from an ECFA standpoint, being willing to ask the tough questions Mm. or being willing to have certain systems and processes in place to really provide meaningful accountability. So just let's go there and talk about on a very practical level, because there may be people who are listening that they're not aware of all that ECFA Mm. does uh, on a day-to-day basis to actually provide that meaningful accountability. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, you're, you're right, Michael. It's, it is a, it's a two-way street <laughs> accountability is and it's built on it's built on trust both ways um, we we expect our ministries to be honest in their communications with us um, and they expect us to be honest with them as well even through the hard communications um, but I'm uh, you know one of the things that we do have uh, that every year's ministries renew their membership um, so this isn't a one-time thing it's not just go through an application and then you're in for life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's an ongoing work for ministries. It's, you know, every year it's, it's renewing, it's, it's committing to having financial statements done by a CPA. It's, this is a, this is a big commitment. It's a commitment, not only of their time, but it's also a commitment of their resources. Um, and accountability is commitment. You're committing to something very seriously. Um, and we take our job seriously when it comes to accountability. And I think our ministries and church churches do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's serious for them, but so through the renewal, you know, it's really their opportunity yearly to show that they are in compliance with the standards. It's, it's our biggest accountability process that we have here at ECFA uh, with over 2,600 members. <laughs> it means 2,600 renewals every year uh, that our team goes through and has the opportunity really, I, I share with our staff all the time that the renewal is a story of, of the ministry's accountability um, throughout the year. It, it walks through the questions related to our standards, but we also get the opportunity to look at other documents. And they all tell the story of how the ministry uses their resources, how their board really is, is governing. Um, it just shows this beautiful picture of what ministries are doing. And so I think I think I'll pause there. Um, we have other accountability processes, Michael, which you know, but I think the renewal really is that that key cog in the wheel um, that's that's yearly and, and is really our touch point every year with them. 
That's a great way to put that. And that's a real distinctive of mm. ECFA because, and when we say membership, we also are really referencing the accreditation aspect of what we do. So organizations being held accountable to certain standards, you know, that ECFA has, and that's our accreditation process. And they earn, this is behind the seal. They, <laughs> they earn the right to display the ECFA yeah. seal of integrity and so forth. But that is a real distinctive of ECFA because there are other accreditation models where there maybe aren't yearly touch points. Mm. It may be just every few years or things of that nature. So um, that has been a real key distinctive of ECFA over the years and just speaks to really the commitment of our members to be held accountable to these standards on a yearly basis and ECFA's role, that two-way street, like you were talking about. Uh, but here's another practical question, and that is, what happens inevitably with all of the annual accreditation renewals that are processed when there's something that we see where, or maybe it's even something an organization has identified, yeah. where they've said, you know, hey, we realize there is maybe a change in our board or there is a change in something financially. And so we see that there's no longer compliance with the standards or there's questions that are raised. Like on a practical level, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, it, yeah. And it takes a lot of different forms. Um, and maybe even stepping back, I think it's important for our listeners that this is voluntary. You know, mm -hmm. that organizations are completing the renewal every year voluntarily. <laughs> this isn't a requirement. Um, and I think that, I think, I think that shows just the the really the the reason why organizations want it. They're voluntarily saying we want to be held accountable, and I think that's really critical for for everyone to hear is is that they're not required to do this, um, but they want it. Um, but through the renewal, um, you know, we really ask this whole series of questions relating to all the standards, uh, and that and, and that renewal gets adjusted on a yearly basis, kind of based on what we're seeing in the field. Mm -hmm. um, so we're we're really trying to find different ways to ask questions or different different ways to ensure that members are in compliance. But, um, you know, it of course, there are times in a renewal where we're reviewing it and there's an issue. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Like you said, it could be a board member. Um, you know, there's it, that just happens. You're not prepared for it. And, um, you know, ECFA does require five board members. And if you go under five, then, then that's a standard issue that we have to work through with a ministry. Again, it's redemptive. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. um, you know, we are, we're really in, we're in the ministry's corner in, in the church's mm -hmm. corner, uh, to hold them accountable. We, we're for them. We want them to come back in the compliance. Right, right. And so we work closely with them. Um, but just through the renewal process, it may mean just to reach out to the ministry. Um, our staff, uh, of course, loves to engage with our ministries. So we'll reach out and ask additional questions. If something just doesn't look right on the renewal or there's a question we have in the financial statements, um, the first step is always to reach out to the ministry to gain more context. Um, we don't know what happened. Uh, maybe something has changed even since the renewal has been submitted. You know, when they submitted it, maybe this was the case, but now that it's a few weeks later, that's not the case anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so we want to make sure we have the most up-to-date information. And so we, we work closely through that communication, but there are times when there's more serious things um, that, that may hold up a renewal um, where we, we can't renew a ministry quite yet. Um, we need them to take some additional steps or maybe it's we can go ahead and renew the ministry, but but there's going to be some monitoring that needs to happen. Like you, you are in compliance, but we want to monitor some some different things throughout the next year. Um, and then we also have this whole other slew of accountability processes uh, that 
includes check-ins and renewal pluses and um, compliance reviews and all these other things that we can do that come into play at that point. Um, so the renewal isn't the first stop. It's, it is the, the key, like I said, it's the key cog. Um, but out of that, it can generate other accountability processes just to, to partner with ministries to be in compliance and to verify compliance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another question for you would be just, uh, knowing how many (laughs) renewals that come in, you know, each year here at ECFA, I think a question would be, you know, like how does ECFA even process all of those? Mm. Um, and there may even be some who aren't aware. I think this is implied in what you said, but there is a personal, you know, touch with every accreditation renewal. This isn't something that's just kind of sent in and there's some automatic system yeah. where it's just approved, but there's a real personal look at each one. Uh, just on a practical level, tell us a little bit about uh, God's blessed us with a growing team, <laughs> uh, but tell us like, how does that work? How are we able to accomplish that each year? Yeah. Well, through God's grace, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're able to mm-hmm. accomplish it. You know, when you think of 2,600 members, um, it means processing over 200 renewals a month. Um, and you know, renewals happen twice a year, uh, based on ministries year end. And so, but, but you're right. We have this amazing team, uh, that continues to grow as ECFA grows, the team grows and, but we have, we have a team of great, uh, CPAs, um, that are committed to the mission. Um, all of our, all of our team members have a desire to see our members succeed. Um, and to see our members in compliance with ECFA standards. A lot of them maybe have come from <laughs> other ECFA mm-hmm, members or mm-hmm. have been part of, have, seen, have known ECFA for years um, and, and really just have a passion for what they do. And I think that passion really drives us um, to, to do things that at times just as you sit at the end of the day and you're like, wow, I can't believe we got through all of that today. Mm. Um, but you're right. We, we do look at every renewal. The only thing that's automated is the collection of the information. Um, after that point, um, you know, once a member submits their renewal electronically, um, no more paper packets coming in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Thankful for that. Yes. Technology. Right. That's one of the keys. Technology yes. is key. Um, and our staff can then really look at those renewals from anywhere, um, mm-hmm. anywhere where they're mm-hmm. working. And so there is a personal eye on 2,600 renewals on 2,600 financial statements Mm -hmm. and however many 990s that come through, you know, some ministries may not be required for a 990, but there's a personal eye on all of those every year. Um, And while that doesn't necessarily mean a phone call to the ministry um, or even an email, I mean, we we get some renewals that are clean and and we Mm -hmm. work through. Mm -hmm. And again, there's other accountability processes that we do occasionally um, to have a deeper conversation. But we so we just we just kind of work our way through them then uh, over the course of the whole year they really do take our, the whole year to accomplish um, and of course things are coming in at different times with financial statements and things but I think it's important for everyone to hear that we do look at every single financial statement and every single renewal um, and we take our jobs very seriously
yet at the same time, one of uh, observation too that I think is important is we do take that role very seriously. Uh, but Jake, just going a little behind the scenes, I'll, I'll go there with this. Is that is you do a great job also leading our team and having fun mm -hmm. along the way, and also that there's joy in the work. Um, so tell us a little bit about that too. Uh, yeah. You know, what does it look like? Because yeah, I mean, those, that's kind of a big. Uh, rock every year, you know, this, these 2,600 plus renewals. Um, tell us a little bit about how do you incorporate joy into the work? Like how yeah. do we continue to have fun even while taking the job very seriously? Yeah. Well, Michael, you know, I do love to have fun. <laughs> so <laughs> I work hard to, um, not, not make this a, an assembly line type mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. process. It's, um, it's, it's not about just it's not about just getting the work done. Um, and as a team, uh, I'm a, I'm a big believer. If you're not having fun as a team, um, something's wrong. Something, yeah, something's <laughs> not right. Yeah. And so, you know, while our team is not all here in the same office, um, we, we do, and I think it's important for, we, we go behind the scenes, we're going behind the scenes here. So mm -hmm, give you mm -hmm. some thoughts on what we do. So we actually have a day a week, um, that we dedicate to renewals as a team. Um, this means pretty much everybody on our team, on the member accountability and relations team, dedicates a certain day of the week, especially during the busy renewal season, not necessarily every Thursday, but about six months out of the year. Um, and that day, we, we try to all work on renewals. Um, mm -hmm. you know, we, we block our calendars. We give that day to renewals. Um, we, of course, have other – we have some team members that work on renewals almost, you know, mm -hmm. all year. Um, but we give that day to renewals and we do different things. You know, we, we, since we're not all here and, and we all work in different locations, um, you know, we, we try to collaborate as a team through technology. Um, and I know a lot of those list, a lot of people listening have all uh, have done that as well. Learn to collaborate mm -hmm. <laughs> digitally. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we, we do that. And at the end of each renewal day, um, we celebrate what we've done, um, for the week and how many renewals we've accomplished as a team. And just like any ministry or church listening, um, we have goals. <laughs> we do set team goals, and um, we don't necessarily meet those goals all the time, but we still celebrate it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are we celebrate what we've done as a team because this truly is a team effort. Um, and so we play games at the end of the day. Um, we've had scavenger hunts in our houses where we're all <laughs> running around the house trying to find things. <laughs> Um, we've done just, just all sorts of different fun activities as a team to not just have fun. Um, but when you've looked at renewals all day, it's nice to kind of debrief as a team at the end of the day and just, just do something that kind of just continues to draw us closer to each other. Mm -hmm. uh, and that that's important to me. So I'm glad we have that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think it's good, yeah, for people to to hear and to know that there's there's joy in this mm -hmm. work and not just related to the the mission and um, the different members that we get to work with, but even with each other, you know, there's that dynamic too. And <laughs> two other important uh, points of celebration too, before we move on, I see uh, ingredients that you incorporate are testimonies, um, telling the good stories of what's happening, mm -hmm. the encouragement that we hear from other ECFA accredited members as we get to work with them. So that's a little plug for, <laughs> hey, if you have encouragement and you're a member who's listening, like share that with the team member who's working on your renewal, but also food. Um, <laughs> yes. There's also food sometimes, and that can be uh, just 
I mean, there's even something biblical about that, right? Breaking bread together, even if that's virtually uh, incorporating that into some of the work as yeah. well. Yeah, and we there's a few of us that we always ask what other snacks other people have for <laughs> Renewal Day because it's important to us to have good snacks uh-huh. on those days. But you know, I, I kind of I missed one aspect that I want to talk about mm-hmm. of the renewal cycle that this really motivates our team, um, and and that is part of part of the renewal is a website review. Um, and so for those listening, <laughs> what other opportunity do you have to look at 2,600 websites during mm-hmm. the year of um, large ministries and small ministries uh, working in very secure areas or, or maybe just working in the same community that we live in? Um, I think of, you know, here in Winchester, we have members that live here and work here. Um, and, and that really motivates our staff uh, to see what is God doing in your ministry? Um, while we're looking at the website in the in the lens of our standards, um, I still encourage our staff to spend a little time learning what's going on. Um, you know, it, our, all of our members are doing amazing work uh, in the communities where they are or overseas, and I think if if we don't pause to look at that, we can we can easily forget what we're actually doing. Is is we're like I said before, we're behind the scenes partner to empower this work. Um, and it's, so that's just a, another little added benefit of our, of our renewals that I wanted to share. Absolutely. Yeah. Real opportunity for organizations to get to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that includes, uh, those of us here at ECFA that are following that story. I want to come back to Jake, something that you also said as, as we began this conversation, I thought this was so key. You said that, uh, accountability or even integrity, it's not necessarily perfection. And that ECFA's overarching posture, we believe that this is biblical, is we really take a redemptive approach Mm -hmm. to the aspects of accountability and how we work with organizations. So let's kind of go there for a second too and say, uh, what processes does ECFA have in place when uh, there may be a situation that we're working through with an organization where yeah, they weren't perfect. And so there is uh, an issue with the standards compliance and that's been brought uh, to their attention by ECFA. Like what processes do we have in place? Uh, talk about that aspect of accountability. Yeah. Well, when it comes to this fact that we know there's a standard concern, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can you can go to the website and kind of see what our different processes are, but it, it may mean a formal compliance review with a ministry. And Again, um, I think we've, we've chatted about this is we're in your corner. We're, we're in the ministry's corner, um, but we're going to ask the hard questions. And I want to make that clear. Just because we're in their corner <laughs> doesn't mean we're not going to ask very serious, hard questions. And, and, and to that point, also in the corner of the donors mm-hmm. and those that the organizations have said um, we're, we're accountable because we want to demonstrate these to our supporters. So it's kind of that both, right? It, it is, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a fine balance, too, of walking through that with in, in complete transparency with everyone of what that process looks like. Um, and so we, we, we have put it out on the website so people know what those processes are. And we'll be sure to include some links to that in the yeah. notes. But yeah, continue. Um, so when there is a, a formal compliance review, um, we, we first of all, I, I think it's important to stop. And I, one of the things I try to do with all of our members when we're going through this process is to stop and pray. Mm-hmm. Um we uh, we rely heavily on God's wisdom through these processes. Um, and so we spend a lot of time in prayer. I spend a lot of time in prayer. I mean, mm-hmm. I work with a lot of those members that are in that formal compliance review, and um, we cover those with prayer. 
um, to be able to, for God to give us insight into the right questions to ask, um, for God to just work in the, in the hearts of the, the member, um, but also in the hearts of the donors as well to accept the information. And so we, we walk through that process with additional information and, and really hard questions. And sometimes that may mean going on site to a ministry. Um, but, but like you said, our goal is redemptive. Um, our goal is not accountability. Effective accountability is not um, <laughs> kicking you out <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever there's an issue. Um, and I think if we have personal accountability partners, we know that we're very thankful that mm-hmm. our accountability partner doesn't drop us <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever we mm-hmm. whenever we mess up. And so we, we don't do that either. We, we come alongside the ministry and we say, okay, what needs to be done? Um, to bring you back into compliance and we share what needs to be done and, and we gauge the heart of the ministry. I think in almost all instances, the ministry wants to come back into compliance in mm-hmm. our church. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say ministry, I also mean church. <laughs> all sure. the same there. All the different types. Yep. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> they want to come back into compliance with the standards. Uh, their intent was not to deceive, um, but you know, sometimes we just, something gets communicated we didn't catch or just something happens and and, and we fall out of and a ministry falls out of compliance and, and we come alongside them to, to walk them back into compliance. Um, now with that said, there are instances um, when maybe the, the compliance is severe or, or there's other instances where the, we do have to take further action. Um, maybe that's suspension or, or termination of a member. Um, that does happen. One of the one of the unique things that we do at ECFA is is we want to be accountable as well, and we post those on our website. Um, so when a member leaves, we post we post a reason why. Um, mm-hmm. Now it's a, it's it's a short reason, but we give some context to, to to a member leaving, and we think that's important just just so people know. is helpful because that is sort of behind the scenes in some way. Like, yes, we post a lot of that information out on our website about what our processes are uh, and try to be appropriately transparent in that way. But that may not be something that's just immediately evident uh, to those that follow ECFA. Mm-hmm. But yes, there are formal processes in place whenever there needs to be a formal review of compliance and uh, compliance reviews being opened. And that can resolve in a number of different paths, you know, uh, including, like you said, the possibility of even a suspension or a termination in certain cases. Um, we don't find that that's often the case, but those processes, those procedures are there. They're in place. There's one other aspect of accountability, too, that I wanted just to tag on to what you said, Jake, too, which is there's accountability in the work that we do as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, uh, we do all of this work on a day-to-day basis under the oversight of the ECFA Board of Directors. Um, and so we rely heavily on their wisdom, um, their thoughtful questions, and, and really their oversight. So there's really so much accountability that's kind of in the mix, but I think that's an important uh, point to bring out as well. I was going to ask you too, in some of these other processes, uh, whether it be through check-ins, those are just kind of the shorthand is those are some more in-depth additional reviews that we do with members each year, or maybe it's with compliance reviews. I want to ask you about 
overarching trends and what sort of trends are you seeing f from some of those conversations with leaders or from questions that donors are asking? Uh, but there could be, you know, ministry leaders who are listening and they're saying, well, ECFA, you know, you sure do have a pulse on what's going on because of all your different um, ways that you're overseeing accountability with members. Can you tell us, like, what are a few trends that you're seeing uh, or things for organizations just to be mindful of? Yeah. Well, I think one of the big trends we're seeing is um, th there seems to be more desire for accountability. Mm -hmm. um, we, we do, <laughs> we're in a very watching world um, and mm -hmm. kind of everybody has a platform now. Um, you can, you can put something on social media and that gains traction. So I think ministries are, are seeing that happen and thinking we do need that accountability um, because we're being asked, we're being asked more and more from donors how funds are being used or what's going on. Um, People are really paying attention. They yeah. are. Yeah. And, and so, you know, through some of the trends that we're seeing is, um, you know, just ensuring that you're being truthful in your communications um, and, you know, enhancing trust. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's, it's not, uh, you know, I'm not saying that that's like people aren't being truthful, but I think, you know, a part of that standard really is standard seven one is really looking at it and saying, what does a reasonable donor think when they read your appeals? And I think that's a trend and we, we do have to look at it with that lens of, well, what does a reasonable donor, when I look at this, what is, what is that donor going to think is actually going to happen with their funds? Um, so truthfulness and communications as it relates to fundraising. As it relates mm -hmm. to fundraising. Mm -hmm. um, you know, other things, um, just kind of kind of going back to governance, just that need to, to never, never step back. Um, you know, a, a active governing board is critical for the success of all organizations. And um, we, of course, get that opportunity to work closely to ensure some of those things. And the standards cover some of the things that the boards need to do. And um, and so just working closely with boards and, and walking through those steps to um, ensure, yep, we're, we are meeting the standards and we're doing those things that are required of us. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. And I'll mention just on a real practical note, too, uh, another aspect of accountability, which we don't even have time to necessarily <laughs> talk about, is the the education, the proactive education around the standards yeah. and the outreach that's done. But one of the great tools that I thought you and the team did a great job with last year was this board responsibilities checklist. Mm. You know, you were talking about the importance of boards being engaged and doing their work. So, yeah, there was this checklist, right, where we went through and said, these are all the things that yeah. uh, as a board of an organization that we should be responsible for each year, right? Right. Yeah, there was. And even before that, just a few months before that, we, we published the top 10 compliance reminders, mm -hmm. um, which really were driven from the work that we've done. And so, you know, I'd encourage members to even go out and look at that. Um, and to see what, where are those? And, and even for not just members, but everybody to look to see where are some of the things that we're seeing that we're providing tips and resources to help our members. Right. So not just identifying issues, but then also saying, Here, here's what you should do. <laughs> right. And here are practical resources to yeah, help. Absolutely. Good. Well, Jake, one common uh, thread and theme, a word that keeps <laughs> coming up in our conversation, it's really appropriate that it is, is that word of trust. Mm -hmm. And ECFA's mission, it's all about enhancing trust. That is why we do what we do. So uh, I just wanted to ask you too, like, how do you see the accountability relationship really enhancing trust? Like on a practical level, how have you seen accountability help enhance trust? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, one of the, one of the unique things is sharing a concern. <laughs> and so, um, 
I think that's one way where we see that in action on a day-by-day basis is we have the opportunity for donors or for others to share concerns to ECFA. Um, what and that, that's where? On the website? That's on the yep. website, mm-hmm. yeah. And and it's anonymous. You can, you can share anonymously. Um, but that really is, it's a step of accountability is allowing others to raise concerns. And, and that's pretty unique to ECFA and the work that we do. Um, and so, you know, I, I see those, I, I just think of some of the recent, scenarios that I've walked through where we've been able to kind of connect the dots for donors and ministries to, to work closer together. Um, so it's not, um, it's a two-way street when a concern comes in. We work with the individual. We also work with the ministry. In a lot of those scenarios, um, it's maybe just a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we're able to partner with both and, and, you know, kind of form that relationship to where the donor gets a contact at the ministry and, and they're able to then talk with the ministry to really get their questions answered. Um, that's our goal uh, in those scenarios. When people share concerns, uh, you know, we, we know that we know that there's a reason why they're sharing a concern, um, but it's not always out of ill intent for the ministry. In no. most cases, it's, 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 I can't, I can't really think of any scenarios where it was ill and they meant to cause harm to a ministry. It really was. It, we saw this and, we love giving to this ministry, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we just mm-hmm. want to make sure that we understand. Um, and so we walk through that process, and I think that's a key part of accountability is 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 really what we've done is it's almost restore some trust between the donor and the ministry at that point. And it's really fun to see when that happens um, when it, it when is. it when you hear back from a donor of like, hey, I got all my I got I got my questions answered, and you know I don't have any concerns. Um, and, and we, we do encourage, you know, on the, on the form itself, we encourage donors to reach out to the ministry. And part of that is, you know, and we, we, we encourage that on, on every member's profile, you'll see a donor contact and a way to contact the ministry. Um, we want to, we want to open that relationship up for mm-hmm. donors to, and so members have to share that information, um, for donors to contact them, which I think is really helpful. It is really helpful. And just as you share that, it was just really sinking in with me how much of an honor and a privilege it is for ECFA to get to be in this role. Uh, And like you said, to help facilitate or make connections um, where sometimes there are questions and really bring back that level of trust. Mm -hmm. Like what a great privilege that we have. And I also want to say just how much I appreciate both donors and ministries just being part of that process with ECFA, you know, from a donor standpoint, raising whatever questions there may be for ministries that step up, like you mm-hmm. said, voluntarily to become ECFA accredited, they play such a vital role. And I just feel like when we all really lean into that, trust really can be enhanced. That's yeah. a beautiful picture. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, we've covered a lot of ground. <laughs> I do want to ask, is there anything that we've missed? Is there anything else that you would add? Yeah. You know, Michael, as I as I think about our conversation, I mean, we've done a great job covering accountability, and I know there's other processes we didn't get to. Um, you know, part, and you, you made reference to this earlier, was just that kind of proactive <laughs> accountability. Like, how, how are we proactive in our accountability? And there, there always is. There's a proactive side, but there's also a reactive side. But I'd like to focus a little more on the proactive side and just, just mention, you know, ECFA has a whole host of resources available. Um, Knowledge Center with hundreds and hundreds of documents available. Um, but I, but, but if, for those members that are listening or those interested, I think one of the most unique things is when you call ECFA, you get a real person on the phone mm-hmm. and, and that 
is proactive accountability. We want ministries to reach out and ask questions as it relates to the standards. Um, if you're thinking about going down a road somewhere, like doing something, um, and you're not sure how that relates to the standards, like we invite that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I you, you, they members can submit things online. They can call in in, in all different ways. Um, you know, if I love talking to members. I love working through these just scenarios that they're just not sure. Um, mm-hmm. And and of course we don't provide legal advice. That's not our role. Mm-hmm. Um, and but but we can provide guidance um, and, and resources to lead them down a path of of just increased accountability. Um, and that's just it's just such a fun opportunity. So I I I would just kind of leave it there of resources reach out to ECFA, ask questions, um, and don't, don't ever feel like you're bothering us, <laughs> but do reach out. Yeah. Um, Cause we invite that. Oh, that's a good word. So guidance, resources, relationships, mm. and all of these aspects are part of accountability. Um, so well said, thank you for opening that door and really just making that very clear to both our accredited members and, and also donors and those who are listening uh, this vital role that ECFA plays in accountability. Yeah, it's really an honor uh, to get to do that. And Jake, thank you uh, to you and the team for really making that possible on a day-to-day basis. We just appreciate that so much. Yeah, thanks, Michael. It's been fun. All right, it has been. <laughs> we'll look forward to having you back on a future podcast. All right, sounds good. All right.